Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast brought to you by Big Six Tobacco Company. My name is Corey Allen, your host. With me today is my co-host, my brother, as always, who's not missed an episode, I think. This is episode number 12. He's been here for every goddamn one of them. I got a pretty good track record. That's a good record. You're yeah. undefeated. <laughs> yeah, technically. Wait, you haven't really fought anyone, but I'll call it undefeated. I fought my personal time. <laughs> we fought, we fought a long battle of <laughs> sifting through all these topics we're going to be discussing today, which I have to say I'm pretty stoked about. It so should be some, good. There's some there's some good stuff that's out there, and and I'm going to continue the trend of not being morbid. I'm going to continue the trend of not being depressing because you've bashed me too many times for bringing up depressing, morbid topics or political topics. So I'm doing my absolute best to stay away from that so we can inject a little bit of, I mean, we always do. We inject a little bit of comedy in everything that we do, but these topics are, yeah, some of them are hilarious. If I literally have nothing to talk about, I just need like a soundboard where I just play crickets. (laughs) (laughs) For one, I'm not going to speak. Chris interjects, it interjects, just be crickets. (laughs) Um, yeah, so this is episode number 12, which is pretty cool. We are, we're definitely rolling, which is really awesome. And, uh, I'm not going to announce it right now, but I'm gonna throw out a little teaser. We are going to be doing something cool for our listeners and for our Instagram followers. We're giving um, away our girlfriends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> throwing them right into the, the brinks of prostitution. They're broken in. Yeah. <laughs> All of our bottom bitches. They've got to go. trading out the old for some new. On sale. Releasing new women. Basically like at a consolidation warehouse (laughs) is what we're going to do. We're just going to line them up in a really dark room and take your pick. It's kind of like the movie Taken a little bit. Yeah. But But we will have an auctioneer. But less classy. (laughs) We will have an auctioneer. There'll be a guy wearing a cowboy hat (laughs) for sure. Cowboy boots. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we're going to be doing a giveaway coming up. Um, and we'll send out the details next week, probably announce our next week's podcast, but just kind of throwing out a teaser now that we're going to have something coming up for listeners and for followers, um, uh, for a giveaway that we're going to do. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump into the fact that, and I've said this and a lot of people know this about me already. I listen to many, many, many different types of music. I am not prejudice typically when it comes to music at all so i've listened to jazz i've listened to stuff that's going on in the roaring 20s you know duke johnson and all that i've listened i listened to heavy metal listened to everything my my spotify is literally like somebody who has split personality disorder (laughs) it is all over the place um but the one genre of music oh since i was young that i could not stand i could stand in small doses from very specific people is country yeah man fucking hate it i hate country and having a girlfriend who loves country Mm. we have differed in the way that we can't identify with each other when it comes to country music and that's why we're doing girlfriend giveaways yeah yep they've got to (laughs) go for countries (laughs) um so for me to try to be a better man I started listening to a little bit of country music, and I, I started listening to this guy, and some of these listeners may know who he is, um, started listening to a guy named Wheeler Walker Jr., and the reason I started listening to him is because I, I actually heard him on other podcasts. I was like, man, I really like this guy. I identify with him, and he's a country music star. I was like, this is perfect. Girlfriend's going to love the idea that I'm really trying to like get my feet wet in the whole country music genre. 
um, <clears throat> then I let her listen to his music, and she was not, she wasn't as thrilled as I was <laughs> because I absolutely love him. And for those who don't know Wheeler Walker Jr., he is um he's not like a typical country music star where he's singing about being depressed in a bar, say, riding my tractor. From what you let me hear, let's say he's not pop like pop popular culture. He's not pop culture country. As a matter of fact, he is censored from radio. <laughs> censored from he's censored from radio play he's censored from i'm pretty sure pandora he's censored from like you can't find his music in stores which is probably what i like about him but it is true country music but what but what i wanted to do was um i wanted to play a song for everybody one of his most popular songs and uh and just to just to give you an idea of some of the song titles and i'm literally just reading these off a list he's got a a, a song called beer weed coochies uh, can't fuck you off my mind. Fighting, fucking farting. Uh, which one of you all queers is gonna suck my dick? That's my favorite. Uh, he's a song called "Finger Up My Butt." <laughs> he's got a song called "Drunk Sluts." Uh, ain't got enough dick to go around. If my dick is up, why am I down? <laughs> he's got a song just called "Poon." Uh, one of my favorite songs that he has is called Sit on My Face. I think that and Redneck Shit are my two favorite. He's got a song called Eatin' Pussy, Kickin' Ass, which is one we'll play for you here in a second. And uh, Fuck You Bitch is another one. I mean, just absolutely great names to the songs. And the great part is, is like, they're not just titles. That's what he sings about in the song. <laughs> That's the best part. So I'm going to play uh, Eatin', Pussy, Eatin Pussy, Kickin' Ass real quick so everyone can hear him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right, man. It's just that quintessential country. I love the feel. Friday night, I just got off work. My boss, man, was such a jerk. So after work, I went to his house. Ate his wife's pussy and kicked his ass. Kicking his ass. Eating pussy and kicking ass. Eating pussy and kicking ass. It's already catching. It's so good. (laughs) So that's just a little clip from Wheeler Walker Jr. I highly, if you aren't into country, uh, which there's a lot of people who aren't. So if you're like me, who's not a huge fan of country, doesn't like the pop country that's out there, doesn't like the the Luke Bryans or the Jason Aldeans. Or the, I'm riding tractors and falling in love. That crock of shit fucking bullshit. I ride a Chevy or a Ford. Yeah. Like those songs, I just, I can't stand them because they're they're all the same. They're all representative of the same shit. Like there's no originality at all in country. It's just about, ticket sales. I feel like none of these guys really like doing what they do because it's fun and because they love music. They just do it because they know that it's a, a path just to get rich. Um, Wheeler Walker Jr. is clearly not that guy. <laughs> so like it. it makes me appreciate him that much more. So um, yeah, definitely listen. He's all over Spotify, so you can download all of his songs. Really good. And this is not an advertisement. I just really like him that much to where I highly, highly recommend him, especially someone who's not a country fan. He is to country 
what Steel Panther is to 80s hair metal. There you go. Which I've listened to because yeah. I'm a big 80s person. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. It is very, very similar. Yeah. I mean, just difference of genre, but that's it. And what Weird Al is to pop culture music. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's like it's a whole. Yeah. He's a little less parody, like more yeah. just like fuck everyone yeah. else. I'm going to do my less own thing. For sure, yeah. But it's it's really awesome. I actually uh, appreciate his music a lot. I'm eating pussy. And kicking ass. Eating pussy. Like uh, anybody ass. who has song titles that are titled like that. Yeah. And the fact that it's like he's actually pretty good. Like he's a good guitarist, he's a good yeah. singer. He's got a he's got a fitting voice for those. Country. Exactly. Those two things combined, it's like, would you not hang out with him? I'd hang out with him. Dude, he'd be the first person that if I like if I saw him at a bar and he's just sitting at the edge of the bar and like I kind of knew it was him and I was just like, that's we were walking. Like, dude, I'd be buying him drinks all night. I'd be like, first of all, we're going to hang out because I want to figure out what the fuck your life has been all about. Yeah. Because. He'd be like, come over here, man. There's some shit that's gone on that we don't know about that we want to know about. You want to burn down a barn? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Wheeler Walker Jr. You want to fuck a man's cattle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in one of his songs, he talks about fucking his cousin and like <laughs> coming on her face. I think is what he actually says in it. So it seems like he would sing about uh, that stuff. So I, I have to, um, we had, I have to bring up this topic, and I, I was, I was excited personally, and I think other people were excited, but I don't know the extent of where it really made like headline news. But I saw it immediately. It was like, fuck yes, yes, it's only 2017. Yes, we have another three and a half years until our next presidential election. However anybody who's paying attention to the news right now is that the rock Dwayne, the rock Johnson Mm-mm-mm. has filed paperwork for, um, campaigning for the 2020 election. So <clears throat> in addition to Donald Trump, who you know is going to rerun, you're likely going to have the rock who runs as an independent. Yeah. And there could be a couple other names in there. You never know, but I was pretty stoked for it because I think out of any, public representative or anybody in politics the rock at least in his demeanor has to be the most level-headed human being i've ever seen and very humble and charismatic yes and very big (laughs) very big big guy he's intimidating he's kind of intimidating. don't don't fuck with him i mean have you seen him in the fast and furious films god he's a monster dude he's one he's like one guy like so he looked it's funny because people say like looked like a fat lesbian before (laughs) and i agree like in the late 90s yeah he did he looked like he looked like a fat lesbian and now he just looks like a monster. He's more shredded than ever, but he, he is super humble. Like, I follow him on Instagram. I, I watch some of his YouTube stuff that he puts out. Like, like he's workout shit. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like he's all over the place. He's everywhere. He's super motivating, too. Super motivating. Like, I remember I woke up one day, and I was clicking through like my Instagram feed, and here's like fat me laying in bed. <laughs> like, and I don't he, and move. he's like 4:25 a.m. getting my first workout into the day before I go busy work week doing ballers, doing Jumanji. Doing, I was just like, God oh, damn, that's right. he's dude! Be Jumanji, I forgot about that. Yeah, him and um, he's kind of like the Jack main Black. character. Yeah, he's main Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Like, yes, yeah. I mean, I saw the trailer for it, it and i was just like eh, like but, they go to inside the world this time right correct yeah they're young and then they go inside the world yeah. correct 
the the funny thing is, I don't know if you saw it, but Jack Black's character, like the original person, yeah. like the teenager, is like a hot blonde girl, and then she ends up being Jack Black when she's thrown <laughs> into the world. It's really so funny. So it's probably going to be slightly like almost a parody of the original Jumanji. Yeah, it's not going to be as... It's not going to be as serious. It's not going to be as serious, I don't think. Yeah. Um, which is okay. Like, it, I'll still watch it for sh- Everything The Rock is in, I go and watch. Like, Baywatch... For all intents and purposes, bombed, and I was in their opening weekend. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> like I'm in. I liked it. I thought it was really funny. You know what's interesting? The good thing, because The Rock is super charismatic and truly a big dude. But the thing is, is like internationally, the man is beloved by probably half of the like <laughs> powers to be. I guess in other countries, <laughs> like you know, like I guarantee you, Kim Jong Un. That man probably hates Trump with a passion, but I guarantee you, Kim Jong-un loves The Rock. I guarantee he loves The Rock. I guarantee and he I'm loves a, The Rock. I, I'm in agreement with you. I think politically, if you fast forward to 2020, it's probably a smart... If, he, if Kim Jong-un lives that long. Eh, I don't know. His days are numbered. They are really I have numbered. a feeling they're numbered. He's, made, he's they're making, not get, a, he's he's making not a lot get, of threats. He's not giving the United States a lot of options other yeah, than killing him. He's making a shit ton of threats, and it's going to get to the point where the threat overleaps the line, yeah. and it's just going to be like, They're going to literally right. bomb his palace, and yeah. he's going to fucking like you're going to be done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we fast forward to 2020, and you have a representative like The Rock, and this is like the clear-headed me making a case for why it makes sense. Not only is he powerful in the United States because of his celebrity, but he's also extremely level-headed. His balance politically, and he, he didn't get too much in the weeds on politics as the general in the primary election were going on, yeah. but he would interject with some stuff. And the fact that it was so well thought out, it's the balance that the rest of us in the United States that don't identify with each or either side, that's what we look for. Yeah. And he was like a really good a mouthpiece for that. Very, very good. Like solid. And it was just like, man, yes. Like you identify with what I think most of the United States identifies with. So it's, it's not a far stretch to say that he makes sense. Now, if it was like insert Ric Flair or, <laughs> or, or, or insert, yeah. you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> it's probably not going to work out as well. Like they're, they're different human beings. But, so his celebrity aside, I think his celebrity only helps identify who he is, but it doesn't necessarily it doesn't it doesn't necessarily hinder his ability to speak politically because if you do listen to what he says, it's very well balanced. He's very much like, yeah, this makes sense over here and this makes sense over here and there's arguments to both sides. It's like, god, he is the guy that everybody's been reaching for for such a long time like be our representative. And in WWE he is the people's champ. Yeah, he really is. But you know what? If he does fail, the next candidate I would expect to be behind him is Sting. The <laughs> the anarchist. <laughs> Could you imagine him just standing there silently at the podium? It's like the, he's, he's not even at the podium. He's like up in the rafters <laughs> like with a bat. He comes ziplining down <laughs> into, the, into the audience. Or the trench coat. Doesn't say a goddamn word. <laughs> I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, (laughs) dude, this is just another example of us getting, I mean, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, but it can't get any worse than the way politics is run today. No. Because the last election is a, a perfect example 
of a celebrity who gets a popular vote or gets the electoral votes, I should say, um, that has no experience or backgrounds to, to truly have the expertise to run the country. Yeah. Obama was kind of the same way. He didn't really have the background either, but it's literally now we're willing to just vote for who's popular, who we yeah. like, who we literally like as a person. You might not have the PhDs, the science backgrounds to understand the global warming issues and the climate issues. You might not have a PhD to understand how medical affects the entire United States. You might not have the background as an ambassador who understands the political values of other nations and are being able are able to talk with them and come to creative solutions to come to agreements on partnerships or trade and embargoes, blah, 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 blah. I mean, those those credentials are almost to the point where they're negligible. It's literally down to who do we like as a human being yep. to run this country. It's a giant popularity contest. Yeah. I I know I I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and he pretty much brings up, forcibly brings up the topic with any one of his guests that are on his show. Talks po- politics a little bit with him. He talks just about the system in and of itself, and I've heard him repeat it over and over, and I actually agree with what he thinks the ideal system is, which I actually think the ideal system would be. Um, he thinks it's crazy that it's run by, like, he's like, how do you give this, how do you give this power to one person to make all these decisions in, in a giant popularity contest? He's like, it's so polarized because you have these two giant political parties that you're either forced to move into one or the other. Mm -hmm. It's not that you necessarily identify with each one of them wholeheartedly. It's just you, you have to make a decision. And he was like, that's a really fucked up system. And it is when you think about it, when you break it down, you're just like, wow, that's super antiquated. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's like, if you rewind 300 years, we had to have that representation in the United States because we were so discombobulated. Well, we, States were trying to form. We couldn't be well-informed either, right? Because yep. we didn't have access to internet and, internet or TV. Yep. And you it had was, to have a representative. It's very hard to inform people. And, and, that's, and we do some things politically that are still traditional things, right? You have candidates who go into cities, who set up events or, you know— uh, or you know, go to go to cities and meet officials or or the people or whatever. I mean, that's still a very traditional thing that they still do, but it's very ineffective time wise. It's so inefficient time wise. Yeah. Could you imagine going to every city in the United States that knowing how big it is, how how big it is now with over three hundred million people, if you didn't have internet or TV, having to literally to get the votes you needed traveling to every city that probably had a population over a hundred thousand. Yeah. That's crazy. It would take you years. It would literally take you years to yeah. get through every place. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it back then, but it's, it's hard to say that it's not it antiquated yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like it, at least there's some things where it's like, Oh, everyone says, well, our forefathers, you know, this is how they wanted it. And it's like, well, no offense, but that they was aren't here anymore. Ago. Like yeah, this, the, years ago. the economy has changed. Yeah. Politics has changed. The work environment has changed. Industry has changed. All these other things have changed around us, but our political system has stayed the same. It just doesn't make sense. There's a more efficient and effective way of doing it in my belief. But anyway, yeah. so you've got the rock who 2020 has got my vote. Could you imagine if automatically, he, could you imagine how intimidated we'd be if you like tried to say something, if you're like Putin and you're like, I'd like to, uh, 
I would like to bomb this country with your help. And he just like raises the eyebrow. That's the eyebrow? <laughs> you were like, like uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't want to do I'm that. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be, it would be intimidating. And you know, it's like even physically he's intimidating, but I think because he is so balanced, it's one of those things where it's like his ability to make, and, and I think here's, here's yeah. the fundamental difference between like, Donald Trump was elected in, in again, a popularity contest, right? <clears throat> he, was, he was the winner amongst losers, basically, sure. essentially. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, there's someone out there better than him. Like, but Donald Trump actually believes he's got the answers to everything yeah, or the ability to provide the answers to everything. What I like about someone like The Rock, even from a humility standpoint, is like he's the kind of guy that knows he doesn't have all the answers, that he needs advisors around him and he needs a cabinet and he needs to be well informed and he needs both sides of the story to create what is the truth yeah so that kind of balance is something that we've been lacking in this country for so long and someone like him politically even with the guidance and help of advisors and again a cabinet strong leadership and congress you could make some really good effective decisions do you think it would be his cabinet i think for probably like treasurer it would probably be like kevin hart diamond dallas page diamond dallas page would just be like the whole line of wwe for the cabinet eddie guerrero <laughs> oh eddie didn't he die no his whole family wrestles there's like so many Guer- Guer- maybe guerrero. i'm thinking of the wrong no you're thinking wrestler. of the the canadian dude he killed his family yeah. and like killed himself yeah. killed his, yeah God, he was fucked Remember up. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. That's the yeah. that's the dude that killed him. Yeah. He killed his family. Didn't he kill his wife? His kid and wife. I know he committed suicide. It was all CT, man. It was all brain and damage. And then there was Hart. What was his name? Something Hart. He died. He Did, fell off. He fell after. off. He yeah. Fell or something. Yeah. Dude. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is like <laughs> Brock, Brock Lesnar. You imagine Brock Lesnar in your cabinet, <laughs> like Department of Transportation. <laughs> Oh, it's what's, just Brock what's the other dude that's like super popular right now? There's a bunch of them. Uh, he's like, he's like modern day popular. Like, well, uh, there's um the one dude who's fighting in MMA now. He's he did real movies. Popular. He did movies. This one I'm thinking. Of. Oh, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> Why not John Cena? John Cena would he be, be the, VP. He'd be VP for sure. <laughs> Could you imagine how t- if you were another country, dude, I'd just be like, like, I'm not. Shit. I'm not. I'm not fucking with either These one of you. These people are like six two and like fucking jacked. That would be John Cena as vice president to the Rock. It would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I'd be so happy. (laughs) America's great again. You just got like Rock doing his eyebrow thing at everybody, like in the room. And I was like, and you got John Cena's just like in the back of him, just like over his shoulder, looking at everybody. That's fantastic. Speaking of the Rock, another Rock, Kid Rock, the Republican Party of Michigan has nominated Kid Rock. Or is, I guess, intentions to nominate or submitted paperwork, filed paperwork for Kid Rock for the Senate in the state of Michigan in the next upcoming election. Makes no so sense. we've got Rock and Rock. We've got Little Rock and Big Rock. We've got, we've got Kid Rock and Adult Rock <laughs> <laughs> who, are, uh, who are likely, well, I'm not going to say likely, but I'm going to say their inception into politics is fast approaching. So who knows if they're actually going to win. Um, I would say... Kid Rock's got a damn good shot at Senate in Michigan, and I'll go as far as to say that Kid or um, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 
has a really, really good shot at presidential candidate or presidential fucking um, elected elect, president for 2020. Like Ted Nugent while you're fucking at it too. Oh my God. You want to talk about right wing? Yeah. Woo-wee. That guy, that guy will, he will kill every <laughs> black and Jew <laughs> from here to San Francisco. KKK. Be like, Dude, I really like this. Candidate. Oh yeah. That would be bad news for the United States. I'm, I'm not on board with, I'm not on board with Ted Nugent at all. That, <laughs> that seems like a lot of burning arrows and shit. Yeah. Scratch fever. <laughs> I like his music. I don't know if I agree with him in any other stance, but yeah. So there's, you've got big lock, big rock and little rock who, um, who are, you're likely to see their names and more headlines coming up in politics. Well, we're not done. I mean, soon before you know it, Jennifer Lopez is going to run. Oh, and yeah. like, wait till one of those Kardashian bitches runs. For oh office. my god, dude! Wait for it. Seriously, wait for it. Like some public office in California, one of those bitches is going to be kind of tired, old, does not great at modeling anymore because they're a little sloppy. Is going to run for office. Watch it. Maybe even the fucking old one. The, what's her name? Chris Jenner, the mom. Yeah. Watch her fucking run for something. She'll be like mayor of Los Angeles in the next three years. Or the he she. Oh. Could, could run. Well, you know what? She's courageous. Yeah. More than our military. Yeah. It's so stupid. And trust me. Give her the courageous award for changing I, her fucking genitals. I am entirely sympathetic towards transgender and people that feel like they're in a different body. But seriously, the awards and attention that got while it's good for that type, that community didn't make us, didn't make a bit of sense for the, that type totally of totally misrepresented in yeah. that platform. Totally misrepresented. Yeah. Drives me nuts. All the while you have that one guy. I don't know if you've ever seen him on the news. <clears throat> he got, uh, I think he was up for the award, won the purple heart, for like jumping yeah, on Marine. a fucking grenade and his half of his face was blown yeah. off and shit. Yeah. And like when you hear a story, he's like, I just, I did what I knew I needed to do. And he like jumped on a fucking grenade, blew half of his face off, blew half of his body off. He's got burns all over the place and saved the lives. I forget how many men Yeah, and nothing. I mean, he got his purple heart, which is totally commendable. But when you talk about like, hero and you talk about courageousness and you talk about selflessness not that i don't think changing my gender is not the same not that i don't think there's heroes amongst you know or within the united states amongst these types of communities i just feel like batman yeah (laughs) i just feel like that is that that those two types of events should have been different like those those awards should have been separated i agree like into two different types of events transgender award and regular human award i'm just kidding yeah. That's bad. That's that's harsh. I, don't know. I, I had Tran- a hard time. Transgender community. I had a hard, ask, I had a hard time for me. I could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong. But I had a hard time understanding that type of strong similarities between those awards and who won it versus the other. I just like I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It's pretty goofy. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I've seen someone like that win. But Caitlyn Jenner not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> call me when you get call the me. full vagina transition yeah well, we'll have when dinner. you fully make the transition then we'll talk um so one of the things i'm really excited about coming up and the countdown is like just a little over a month which is five days after my birthday so i'm, I'm just gonna call birthday party bash basically yeah, pretty much it's like four or five days after five days after my birthday is the conor mcgregor floyd mayweather fight Woo! 
and it is getting super heated. So they just finished uh, two press. I think there's one tonight. I know there was three or four days in a row. Yeah. And that's all they were doing. But I know two have been finished. And goddamn. Goddamn. I love, I love the back talk. Oh my God. Some of the funniest so shit for people who are not watching it. Conor McGregor just got absolutely ruthless on Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather, he said some stuff, made points, but it was more like braggadocious in the way that. I've made hundreds of millions, and he's 40 years old. Conor McGregor's 29. Conor McGregor was cashing welfare checks four years ago. Literally four years ago, almost like to the month, he cashed a welfare check for $237. Four years later, he's a multimillionaire yeah. from fighting. I mean, that's pretty incredible. So Mayweather's been doing it longer, yes, certainly. But I think by the time Conor McGregor's 40 years old, he, his stature is going to be much beyond that of Floyd But Mayweather. here's the thing I will say about MMA fighters comparatively to boxers. I would say that the careers last slightly longer in the boxing arena than it does. Of in course life. they do. By almost a decade, I of would say. Of course they do. Probably be seriously by a decade. But uh Yeah. You're you're looking at two worlds collide. And uh it's it's very it's I can confidently say that if it was a street brawl, Floyd Mayweather would be dead. If it was a street brawl, if it was no rules, Floyd Mayweather would die, and I'd give him 30 seconds, and he'd be choked out. He would die very quickly. But in boxing, where there's a lot of restrictions. Tons of rules. um, And fighting has to be almost... That's what I'm looking for. I mean, it is restricted. Maybe that's just the best word to use. You can only do so so many things. Especially with your hands. <laughs> well, and there's box. <laughs> yeah, so Conor McGregor is fluid in the way that he kicks. He's got great takedown defense. He's, He's also great chin. at taking down. He knows how to submit. He's got a strong chin. Yeah. They're using 10-ounce gloves instead of the traditional MMA 4-ounce gloves. That makes a huge difference. One hits way harder than the other. If they use 4-ounce gloves and Conor McGregor hit Floyd Mayweather one time, it's over. Floyd Mayweather could hit Conor McGregor multiple times with a four-ounce glove and not do anything. I mean, Floyd would be definitely quick, even more quick than he with is a four currently. Ounce glove. But, yeah, but he, he doesn't have the punching power to knock out. Yeah, and, and I think one of the anybody. things that people need to realize, and, and there's a lot of people who get, like, over-amped up about this, and they make this argument all the time. And for, for someone who is a huge Conor McGregor fan and not so much a Floyd Mayweather fan, because, and it's mostly personal issues that I have with Floyd Mayweather and how he's conducted himself in the past. When I look at and I compare both of the fighters, especially because this is a boxing match, I give the odds to Floyd Mayweather. It's You're his, fighting his fight. It's in his. his, he's, his 40 arena. Years, he's 40 years old, undefeated. He's got 49 wins. And it's in his Zero arena. Losses. His arena. Like this is, this is his practice. This is what he's done his entire life. Regardless of whether he's defensive or not, I mean, he's a defensive fighter. He's not aggressive, and that's how he beats people, and he knows that's how he beats people, and his whole thing is, that's how I beat people, and I've made hundreds of millions of dollars doing it. Doesn't make him an exciting fighter. Makes him a good no, fighter. Makes him a good, great makes fighter. Makes him a very smart fighter. Conor McGregor's whole thing is, is like, hey, man, I'm not asking you to fight MMA. I'll fight boxing, and I'm going to beat the living fuck out of you. Conor McGregor has no fear, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, Conor McGregor is not going to get knocked out by Floyd Mayweather. 
if he, Conor McGregor loses, he's losing in 12 points. rounds. He's losing, he's losing points. to points at the end of the match. It's going all 12 rounds. He's going to lose just because he was outboxed. And probably tired if he didn't condition yeah, he's correctly. Just, he's not going to, he's not, if it goes that far, he's losing in decision. Yeah. But there's no loser. There's no loser in this fight. Not for $100 million. $100 million, there is no loser. Like, at a minimum, Conor McGregor, I think, is going to, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, I'm, I'm guessing, is going to get probably 50 or more. Which Floyd Mayweather is going to get 100 or more if he wins, and vice versa. So if you yeah. fought those two. Either one of them, it's a win-win situation. We were talking about earlier. You have all this hype around the media stuff and the press stuff, which is hilarious. It is. Because Conor funny. McGregor's <laughs> like making fun of the way he looks, yeah. making fun of the fact that he can't read, which I thought was hilarious. He's making Showing fun of the fact that he's got... Fucking truck suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, it's you like look a like a fuck, fuck, fucking goddamn 12-year-old bright dancer. <laughs> I just did an Australian accent, and it's not at all Irish. That's cool. Um, th- it was hilarious. He makes fun of him for his five million dollars and you know owed taxes and all this other shit. So there's a lot of like you know jawing back and forth. But at the end of the day, we talked about it. You know those guys are going backstage and they're shaking Dude, each other's hands. Still hanging out, man. They're having a fucking beer. They're laughing and going, "God damn, we back up the Brinks trucks." They, they might not hang out now to avoid paparazzi, and they but might they not, will after the and match. they might not do it now because it's still a head game until fight happens. But you guarantee after this fight is done, they're going to go together and they're going to fucking party. I'm, I'm calling it right now. No matter how the outcome of the fight turns, I'm making two predictions. I'm making the prediction that it's going to go 12 rounds and Conor McGregor's going to lose, even though I want him to get the knockout. Yeah. The next thing Conor McGregor's going to do is he's going to fight Nate Diaz and a, a tri- trilogy a match. triple, yeah. This is going to be the third match for Nate Diaz. I think that's the only thing he can come back to MMA and do. Third to that, I guarantee Mayweather trains him how to box once they're done. I can see He that. will be his primary boxing trainer. He'll take him to the... Garen fucking He'll team. take him to his gym in L... In L- take uh, him no, to his Las gym, Vegas. teach him how to box, make him the best fucking boxer in the world. He'll do everything with his crew. There is no lose situation for either one of these guys. No lose. There is, there is no losing option. The only uh, loss is what is going to be identified on each one of the records. That's it. Yeah. And who gives a shit? If you're Floyd Mayweather and you're 49 and 0, who gives a shit if you're 49 and 1 if you lose? Yeah, seriously. And then you're 50 and 0 and then you still retire on top. Who gives a shit? He's currently holding over 700 million dollars. That's insane. This fight could Even easily Even though he only had a 5 5,000 yeah. in the bag. Yeah, that's true. Um if if Regardless of the outcome, this will probably be over. Oh man, I would. I, it's hard to say with Showtime, but this will probably be in the upward area of probably a quarter million dollars in just promotion and ticket sales. So you know what they were talking about? This is what's crazy. Yeah, that's just probably like ticket just sales. Just ticket sales, yeah. So the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight that happened was it six months ago was like the highest. I think it was the highest grossing pay-per-view fight, and I think they were all at $100, which is what this match is going to be. That's insane for That's a fight. That's crazy. Um, $100 to just to order the pay-per-view. And I think that one commanded roughly 5 million pay-per-views. They're estimating this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight is going to be 6 to 7 million. I believe it. So it will be the biggest match. The biggest match in history with all the publicity and everything. It's like both of those guys are going to take away a piece of the promotion. Think about what, god damn, if you're Dana White, you don't even have to fight. You're a UFC representative. 
You don't even have to fight. You're just going to take money. You're just yeah. literally going to walk away with just Question. millions. Do you know if the boxing ring is bigger than the octagon? The boxing ring, I believe, is bigger than octagon. Dude, Floyd's got a lot of room to run around, man. See, that's the problem is you can't keep him contained. Yeah. I think that's going to be the hard part, hard part for McGregor is like he's going to have to run after him the whole time because Floyd Mayweather is not going to be the pursuer. No, he absolutely never is. not. So Conor McGregor is just going to be chasing him yeah. the whole time. I mean, that's all you're going to see. You're going to see Duck and, duck and Bob's but the boy, whole time. One lucky fucking hit. And it's over. And Mayweather is likely to go down. Mm-hmm. Likely to go down. One punch, one solid chin punch from Conor McGregor will knock Mayweather out. I mean, I've seen Mayweather He's a take. Guy. I've seen Mayweather take punches, but there's a difference between a jab and a general uppercut comparative to like the hail marys you fucking see from an MMA, MMA fighter or a Superman punch. Yep. <laughs> you know that shit knocks fucking people out. I don't know. Yeah, that's and. I think the really hard thing for Conor McGregor is going to be to contain his MMA fighting skills. He, like, at what point is he going to want to fucking head kick him? You know, that's a good point. Like, conditioning and training are the only two things that are going to make this competitive for McGregor. And I can almost suspect, given the time they've had to prepare for this, which is going to be under a year by the time the fight happens, which is going to be like been, six months. It's, it's been be two like, months. That's true. They actually. just called the fight weeks ago. They might have been training though beforehand. But I think both of them knew what was going to happen. But Conor McGregor just had a kid. He wasn't doing anything. That's true. He was training minimally. So let's say three months. He has to prepare for this, or quarter. Yeah. Of the year. I almost don't think that's enough time, unless you really drill it into your head the rules around boxing. Yeah. But I can almost see that Conor is going to get carried away in the ring trying to knock. Fucking headbutt him or knee him. <laughs> and, and what's going to happen? He's going to get points deducted. Or disqualified. Yeah, or disqualified. Yeah, I'm afraid of that too. He's going to get really amped up. But you know what? He's such a calculated fighter. And, and when the clip that we saw earlier where he was talking about um, Jose Aldo, yeah. where he was saying, he was like, yeah, everybody underestimated me then, said there's no way I can win. I can't hit, you know, I can't block those leg he's kicks. too big and yeah, got a strong he, kick. He, he beat him in 13 seconds. It's not that he just beat him in 13 seconds, because a lot of people who didn't know contextually what the conversation was before then saw the fight and said, well, you got lucky. You beat him in 13 seconds. You got a lucky punch on him. But if you go back pre-fight, Conor McGregor says in an interview to a camera, I'm going to let Jose Otto come in, and I'm going to let him take an ambitious swing, and I'm going to back up, and I'm going to counter with a right, and that's how I'm going to knock him out. And Jesus fucking Christ, he went out in 13 seconds and did exactly that same thing. Very calculated it's fighter. It's not uncalculated. super calculated. So he's watching film. He's looking at Floyd Mayweather. He's identifying the weaknesses. And he's going yeah. to train. He's going to train to battle those weaknesses. Floyd Mayweather at 40 years old isn't going to change what he does. He's not all of a sudden going to become an aggressive fighter and try to knock Mayweather or mm, McGregor out. No. He's not going to no. do that. He's going to fight he's the same He's been fighting fight. this way for 20 years. Yeah, he's not going to change. Yeah. But Conor McGregor will change. He will change yeah. his approach. He will change his aggressiveness. He will be cautious. The one thing that I say will work to, towards Conor McGregor's advantage for two reasons is fighting in the clinch. Because in boxing, you can clinch. Yeah. You can go up against a guy, you can back up, and you can hit him. Uppercuts, man. Uppercuts all body, day long. Body, body shots. And he's way bigger than Mayweather. He'll be able to toss Mayweather around like a rag dog because he is a bigger guy. He could throw him in the corner. Easily, if he, if he grapples, easily him, throw him in the throw corner. Throw him in the corner and fucking beat throw him. Throw him in the corner and hit those body shots and wear his ass out. 
And then if you if he just sneaks in one lucky punch, it's game over. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just underestimating Conor McGregor because he's not a traditional boxer. But the one thing he's got, and I truly believe this in my heart of hearts, Conor McGregor has an X factor that I've never seen any other fighter have. I've never seen it. I've watched a lot of MMA. I've watched so much MMA. I've watched a little bit of boxing. He's got something in him. I think it's heart. It's something. I think it's more than heart. I think he's like Satan or he's like got, he's got angel blood or something in him. Because when you watch him fight, he's, there's something about him that you don't see in other fighters. Where like he's just, I don't know if it's intelligence, it's fighting intelligence. I don't know if it's heart. I think it's a lot of things combined. But whatever it is, it gives him and has given him an advantage in every fight that he's been in. It's unreal when you see him fight how calculated he is. And the fact that he's 155 pounds and drops bombs. Yeah. If you've ever seen him hit someone, it hurts when you watch it. You're like, no. I, so put, just to put it in perspective, I'm about the same height as Conor McGregor. I have him by about four pounds. And when I see him throw a punch and, I re- and then I see him knock someone out, I'm like, man, could I physically do that? And I'm like, there's no fucking way. I hit someone, they'd probably be like, ow, god damn it. <laughs> like, that hurt. hurt me. That's going to be a bruise. If he hit you, you're out cold for minutes until someone wakes you up. And when you watch that explosiveness, that's something that I think Mayweather's never seen. I think fighters have been aggressive on him, but they've never been successful. You know what I learned? Uh, and this was, uh, I want to say a couple weeks back. I had no idea, because when I heard about this fight, it was actually going to go down. I was like, fuck, an MMA fighter fighting a championship boxer. You know, this is not the first time this has happened. In fact, it's... It's happened before. It's happened many times before. And you know, yeah. one of the first ones was Ali. Yeah, so Ali fought... Um, oh, fuck, I forget his name now. There was, there was a couple times. There's another guy, and I forget his name. His name's slipping me. I actually just heard this the other day. It was Ali. It wasn't. Them. It wasn't. The problem was is it's not to the extent of this because you're not talking no, about two not. heavy superstars. And I gotta say, like mixed martial arts was significantly different back then too. I want to say that MMA back in the day was more just like traditional jujitsu. That's what I mean. So it's not. It it's not like, MMA as today. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a it's, mixture. It was of, not as advanced. Yeah. It's not, it's not a combination of kickboxing, it boxing, was, uh, jiu-jitsu, grappling. Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki. And that was like the first big fight. Who was it? Uh, Antonio Inoki. Yeah, that's the name. Uh, there's another one out there, too, that happened, I think, in the 90s or whatever. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, it's, yeah this isn't the first time. This is just the first really big one. And let's be the Japanese pro wrestler who almost got Muhammad Ali's leg. <laughs> yeah that's whatever i know back then they were probably just doing it to and that was in the 70s yeah it's like let's shake things up and see what happens but mma was not an advanced style of fighting back remember then. the gracies it was underground like the yeah. gracies were like the that's most 80s popular. and 90s yeah, yeah. hoist gracie and the whole gracie family yeah. there's there's still a shit ton of them that fight Dude, they, they all still, fight they train a bunch of MMA they fighters fight for grappling and, and everything shit. yeah there's a guy that I listen to. Um, his name's Eddie Bravo, and he owns a company called Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu. And he trains people like in the art of grappling. Really cool dude to listen to. And that's like the kind of style, like the Gracie style of like 
Dude, they break your fucking it's Gracie limbs. style of like jujitsu. Defensively, like, he this guy can like put you in anything. Yeah. Like if you're if you're even if you're an advanced fighter, like he can just roll yeah. you into a pretzel and throw you in an arm bar, and before you know it, you're like, "Fuck, my arm's broke." And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, "Shit!" Dude, like how that happened. They're really good at breaking limbs. Super advanced. the The difference is, is back then MMA was really centric around jujitsu. It was jujitsu. Yeah. Jujitsu style fight, like Brazilian jujitsu specifically, with like the Gracie family, and it was all about these maneuver on in the ground maneuver techniques wearing a gi which is completely different because there's a lot of friction in a gi it's easy to get yeah. a hold of someone now it's a lot harder like think about all the sweat tight, tight shorts you're sweating tight shorts sweating almost it's, no clothes it's the, hard to wrap anyone up the gloves are real small it's like a pig covered in oil like, people with short hair <laughs> yeah like these dudes you can't hold on to people so the fighting technique has changed you would see a world of difference if they allowed someone to fight in a gi fuck watch out all the guys who are striking watch the fuck out because if you get taken to the ground you're done you can't move around man because they were you're locked in your fucking they will wrap you up and uh, like fucking break your foot break your ankle break your knee that's why they're seriously why they're almost half naked and wear booty shorts yeah they have to like you wear nothing to protect yourself from from people who are like grappling and submission artists i want to say like i know kickboxing has been around for hundreds of years but i think mma was kind of like that like happy median or i want to say not even a happy median it's like a more free battles type of rules compared yeah to, like, it's kickboxing. it's real combat rules yeah. it's almost like well you remember like when we started watching mma was early 2000s was early like 2000s. 2001 it 2000? was like it was when guys weren't fighting in their own weight class there was yeah. no such thing as a weight class you'd have the big guy finding the littlest guy yeah dude with no rules you could knee anytime you, you if a guy was laying on the ground, you could knee him in the face until the, yeah. call, the fight was called. Nah, so you can't the, do that. The shit. rules are very barbaric and they've changed a lot since then because people have been more advanced in their approach yeah. with MMA. More like, dangerous. Way more dangerous. Yeah. Like they were kind of just all over the place then. Or it was someone who had a specific art in submissions or specific yeah. art in kickboxing or specific art in traditional boxing. Now you have guys who can do everything. Conor McGregor is a perfect example. used to be able to use the example. fence too. You yeah, you can't, t- you can't touch the to fence anymore. You can't grab the fence. Like, there's all kinds of yeah. rules that are implemented now that you didn't get back then in traditional MMA back in the early yeah. 2000s, even in the 90s, dude. The 90s when it started, it was like, I've seen, I've watched videos of recent fights where it's like 450-pound monster goes up against a guy who's 210 pounds, and 210-pound guy knocks him out. Yeah, You're like, and, fuck. And I've seen tons I'm, I'm with you i've seen tons of videos especially with japanese mma like oh, yeah. over in asia like, like k1 and dude, the old pride fights the pride God fights damn man and you would see big ass fucking just goliaths up against smaller dudes and smaller dudes would pick them apart just like, like nothing because as soon as they get them on the ground they'd knee them in the yeah. face and kick them and, and i've punch seen them some, and they're just like out. i've seen like the craziest knockout videos from like mma oh, or kickboxing God. they're so good and you'll see big dudes who are just like taking shots to the gut and they don't even seem phase and then they fucking rear back and do one of those high kicks where they like flip around and like literally their foot goes straight up in the air and they fucking clip them right in the fucking chin and they're and out. these big guys just fall like trees yep. <laughs> just like, yep. they just tumble fuck, over dude it's crazy yeah i mean that's when there's like no rules and yeah. that's that's kind of the hard thing it's going to be hard for people to identify with this match. And I think if you just think it contextually that it is a traditional boxing match in that the MMA rules don't apply. Conor McGregor is fighting a guy who's been doing this forever that you aren't fighting the same fight. He is forced to wear the 10 ounce gloves or 12 ounce gloves, whatever they are. 
you're forced to wear larger gloves with softer padding. You're forced into something that isn't an octagon and is that is a perfect square. You're forced into 12 rounds instead of a max of five. Yeah. You're forced into not throwing kicks, not submitting, not grappling, not throwing against a cage. I've, I have high hopes for McGregor, though, because there's no doubt in my mind that condition training and the endurance needed to do an MMA fight is way more involved than a oh, boxing hell match. Oh, yeah, it is. They've got to do way so more. As, so as long as he's not having to get on the ground or running around or doing kicks or anything like that. He could like last that, a while. He could probably last a while. Yeah, his conditioning's unreal. I yeah. follow him on Instagram, and when you watch his conditioning, he's posted a lot less currently, and I think it's more so because of the match. Away. Yeah. But usually he posts everything he does in the gym, and his conditioning is fucking unreal like this guy is doing stuff at state-of-the-art facilities and i'm sure mayweather obviously mayweather is too he uses his gym in las vegas yeah i'm sure he's got top-notch everybody pumping him full of shit and mcgregor's just like he's down and dirty i think the x factor honestly at the the end of this the decision between win or loss for conor mcgregor is all going to be hard it's going to be how much does he want it yeah how hard is he willing to fight to get it and he's gonna have to trick he's gonna have to really truly trick Mayweather like trick him like not not like almost like not like fight fight him and like, try to figure it out but like like, pl- like play play like in the first couple rounds or maybe the first round yep play Mayweather into a certain routine that you're doing and then totally change that routine and knock him out when you have the chance where he doesn't have the time to adapt right just like fucking lead him down a path where he's expecting you to fight this style or this way. Yep. And then quickly and then switch change it up. It and just that's your opportunity. That's your window to knock him out. Cause get him comfortable with that, how he wants to play the pass, game. Past that, and he's going to be super, super defensive and probably on to your game plan. And it's going to be even harder to chase him around the ring. Yeah. I think if he, I think if Conor McGregor, and this is what he's going to do, Mayweather's going to want to center him up. So he's going to want to, Mayweather's going to want to set him in the middle of the ring. Yeah. While he goes so he can move outside. around. Yeah. If Conor McGregor can somehow push him, and Conor McGregor's a forceful dude, and he's going to be fighting bigger. He is a taller guy with longer reach. He's just a bigger human being than Mayweather. If he can push him into those corners or into the ropes, that's his opportunity to capitalize. So I almost think like the training's going to be the closer we get him to the ropes, the closer we get him into the corners, that's when you go for the hard yeah. punches. Don't strike hard until he's in those positions. Yeah. Force him into those, spend your time forcing him into them, and then strike. Because here's the thing. Conor McGregor's got one of the best chins in the UFC. There is no fucking way Mayweather's knocking him out. No. He's not going to hit him in the chin. Conor McGregor's going to be like, uh, seriously? Like, was that, was that a hit? Or what was that? Mayweather does backstep jabs, man. That's what he does. He fights backwards. Yeah. He fights in reverse. Yeah. He fights walking into the ropes. He gets points by staying out of your reach and catching in the chin. That's it. He's just fast. He's yeah. just fast. But guess what also he is? He's also 40. Yeah, he's 40. So... He's not as fast as he was when he was 30. Which bit Manny Pacquiao on the ass. I mean, he got a Yeah, well, and that last fight was, was kind of funny anyway because Manny Pacquiao got his fucking ass whipped. Yeah. Mayweather just ate his lunch, and he did it defensively. He's, he hasn't knocked, I think they said statistically he hasn't knocked anybody out. Mayweather has not knocked out a fighter in over 21 matches. That's a long time a to long be undefeated time. and not knock someone out. But and he's but, a defensive fighter. But that's a great, yeah, I was about to say. He's that's a good fighter. A, that's a great example of a defensive fighter. It's hard to, it's he's hard. made a career on it. It's hard, to, it's hard to carry significant power in your punches when you're not able to throw your weight and your, your 
momentum forward into a punch. He knows what he's good at, and yeah. he's always stuck with it. I can't blame him Because if that. he planted his feet and was able to actually make offensive attacks, Mayweather probably could knock someone out. But he's never going to do it because yeah. he's open to a fucking onslaught. He is definitely... He is going to be... Because if he misses... It's... Yeah, that's bad news. Bad body shot or a, a fucking uppercut or just fucking... Yep. Wide shot to the side of his fucking head. It's going to be interesting to see August 26th yeah. is going to be like when just... we think about it in our lifetime, too. So yeah. think, think about all the fights previous to it. Think about like all the hype for Muhammad Ali yeah. and Mike Tyson and all these big names, Pacquiao, Mayweather. This is going to be the definitive biggest fight in history. Yeah. Which shares the same date as another important date that I'm not going to mention on this podcast, and I'm still kind of. I'm going to bring it up. So one of our good buddies, <laughs> his fucking weddings on that date at like seven at night. It's really, I got to figure out how to get to the wedding and, and then get go. to the fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Lauren's not going to be in town, so you may have to be my date. But that's fine. I got the invitation and I looked at it and I was just like, but we have a guys' night too, fuck. which is, includes fucking cigars, cigars, and drinking. drinking. And, and the fight. And the fight, which will start at 10. All things that make me horny. But we literally have maybe two hours to spend at the wedding, and then we got a fucking bolt. Yeah, which I think is plenty of time. But it's at his house. And he's not Catholic, so it's not going to be no. a long wedding. It's, like at, the it's wedding, literally in his backyard. Yeah, so like I don't feel like it's going to be that long. So I think that's going to be easy. I may just preface with Brian. I may actually, when I <laughs> just tell him when Brian. I send the RSVP, I'm going to check mark, yes, I'll be there. And then I'm just going to put parentheses. <laughs> Gotta leave important fight on. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you understand. Yeah. <laughs> Close parentheses. While you're having sex, I'll be watching a fucking boxing MMA fight. Yeah, I feel bad, but it's just like, God damn, that's like I've been looking forward to this fight since 2015. Like Dude. I can't not watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've been talking about it forever. Um, yeah, so this is gonna be an awesome fight, and I can't wait to discuss there's going to be, we'll probably bring it up again on the podcast before the fight happens, and then we'll do like a post-fight recap, because there's going to be all what kinds of Mayweather, shit around what it. What does Mayweather say? Is like tagline, I always forget it, but it's like something about work, do work. I, who knows? I mean, he speaks like four English words, because he's illiterate, but. I'm do work! Yeah, that's what he was doing. I'm going to do work. Like, I couldn't even yeah. understand. Honestly, in that yeah. video, I couldn't understand what he was saying. I was like, I, I was trying to, like, he said it, like, he repeated himself almost 10 times, and I was just like, I'm you're still like, trying to put together what exactly you're articulating. You're like, and I couldn't understand it. That poor boy was raised in a public I school. I think he feel like he said, let's do work, or I'm going to do work, or something. Yeah, I could I just know. really only see his big, white, shiny teeth. That was the only thing I was paying attention to. Yeah. Conor McGregor. When we met him in person, dude, I, I, I knew, like, Mayweather was short, but, dude, he is beyond short. <laughs> like, he's a little dude. He's, he's a little dude. 5'7", I think. Yeah, like, I have, like, f over five inches. Conor McGregor's, like, 5'9", or 5'10". Conor McGregor's, like, exactly my height. Yeah. And same size. I'm, I'm medium tall. I'm not tall tall, but I'm, like, medium tall. Yeah. But, yeah, he was small. A little and dude. You know what's funny? Is a lot of people say, like, he carries a duffel bag around with money. You honestly want the truth? When we were in Vegas meeting with him for, like, business stuff, that dude carries that shit when he's not even in front of the camera, too. He literally carries the bag around like, with money. Fuck credit cards. Why, he, why carry credit cards when you have all this cash? He literally told us in one of his, his buddies, Chubbs, 
I love that name. One of the things, I'll just be honest, like in in my line of work and business, we deal with like technology stuff, like really cutting edge stuff, but we always attract like celebrities and we always meet with celebrities and it's really cool. But um, (laughs) I just got to be honest, every one of them has like a nickname that has no relation to the way they look or the way they act or whatever. Like, you said Chubbs is not a chubby guy. Dude, he's a skinny dude. A skinny ass like, dude. Why do they call him Chubbs? <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, like Mayweather had like $2 million on him at the time. Just carrying around. Just carrying around. Just hopping around in a fucking bag. At his gym, just for whatever. That's weird. I've seen the Instagram post where he just like spreads it all out on like a bed. Yeah. Here's two mil. Like yeah. you're just carrying around. He carries with him. that like, shit around. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess he doesn't really have to worry about it getting taken. Did you see that big ass bodyguard with him? Like, dude, that. Fuck. I I never saw. That guy's like, three times the size. I never saw that guy with him either when I when I was around him. But like, uh, that that dude looks scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was he's the like biggest six, dude. And the he's funny like thing is, is, like when you pause pounds. the video, it's just like him staring like at the yeah. camera, like, oh, yeah, fuck your shit up. Yeah. That you know that guy's loyal to the end. Like he we, will take bullets dude, upon bullets. We got sweet treatment from them. I mean, they're all really nice. I'm like, sure that yeah, I'm sure it's a good like, group of dudes. Like we stayed at the uh, the I forget the section calls it in the Caesar's Palace. It's if you've ever been to Vegas and you've been to the Caesar, Caesar's Palace, there's a spot where uh, there's the pirate ship restaurant. It's in the middle of the Caesar's Palace. To the right of that, if you're facing it, is a very, it's like a back cove area with four elevators. And that's where all like VIP people go. And they got like service people there, but those go up to like VIP rooms. Yeah. Like really nice. Straight to. Like really nice rooms um, that aren't in the rest of the Caesar's Palace. And that's where we're staying. We have like fucking giant ass room with a fucking personal bar and pool tables. Yeah, that's awesome. Huge rooms. It was, a fu- it was Let fucking Let me know the nice. next time you go. I'll go with you. <laughs> well, we haven't talked to him in like over a year, but. <laughs> Still. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like, they're, they're nice. Like, everybody should know it's almost like, it's almost like wrestling. Yeah. Like. It's entertainment. Truly, it is a physical sport, but you have to understand there's significant entertainment value around it. Yeah. That is used to draw people in. These dudes are going to be best friends when this is done. This is all a fucking show, man. Because yeah. they're they're honestly, in a lot of ways, really nice people. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure both of them. Yeah. Both of them. I'm sure now, they're Mayweather has done some shady shit. Yeah. That is honestly true. That's been in the media with like his girlfriend and shit. Yeah. But generally a nice person. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, and I feel like everyone would think McGregor is the same way. So you have to, your, your job is to fight. You yeah, kind of have to have that persona. Yeah. You get paid to entertain. That's what you do. Yeah. So anyway, so um, this is, um, I, I, I want to kind of start a new segment called, I don't know what to name it yet. Like I was going to name it like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just a straight yeah. WTF or like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> how the fuck did this happen? Like whatever it may be, and and I want I wish I would have started it last week. So if anybody has an idea of what we can call this, please hit us up. I'm almost curious. I mean, we're getting quite a significant following at this point. It would be kind of interesting to like pick our following for topics. Yeah, we can certainly do that. I I would be totally as long as it's totally within reason of the format of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna pick something. It's like squirrel dies in Ireland. Like <laughs> right. It's like, All right. Okay. That's or, a stretch. <laughs> yeah. But like, so yeah. So like, even if it's just this segment, so I, I don't know what to name the segment yet. Like what the fuck, how the fuck, 
Um, but you know, I think last week would have been a good episode. Episode 11 would have been great to start this with because we talked about this girl who shot her boyfriend in the chest in an encyclopedia, and you just literally that's how I react. I go, How in the fuck did that happen? So maybe that's what we call it. How in the fuck did that happen? We'll create some fun music for it and all that shit. Maybe but, a graphic, <laughs> but this week or a graphic, yeah. This week, um, was actually a girl, um, not just a girl, but she's a French model. And she's absolutely beautiful. Her name's Rebecca Berger. Absolutely gorgeous girl. She's very pretty. Or was. Yeah. She, uh, she died of a Spoiler whipped cream alert. can. A Dude. whipped cream canister. One of those commercial canisters that they use like at like an ice cream place or like a Starbucks. It has like the handle on it. So there's yeah. been like a series of malfunctions in these whipped cream canisters. And this one, the canister exploded, and it, it caused a piece of the canister to hit her in the chest, which put her into cardiac arrest. I think she's the first human being to die of it. But other people have, like, a guy lo- like, uh, lost his eye. So a piece of the canister, when it exploded, hit him in the eye, lost his eye. Someone guy cracked, like, multiple ribs. Another guy fractured his sternum. Another guy broke his teeth out. This one hit her in the chest and actually fucking killed her. She's beautiful. I mean, if you've seen pictures of her, Rebecca Berger, she's, she's very gorgeous, pretty. man. She's like a fitness model. Um, pretty seemed to be pretty popular over in France. Um, yeah, I mean, whipped cream canister just malfunctioned. She was thirty three, thirty three years old. She looked damn good for thirty three. Yeah, Fuck. not saying like thirty three is like thirties. Honestly, I feel I already, it's like the prime years. I already have grandfather balls, and I'm only thirty one. <laughs> Yeah, but no one has to see those. I mean, someone does. Someone has to see them. <laughs> but I feel like 30s are like, those are good years. I think 30 is the intersection of as long as you are active and physical is good mental conditioning with good physical conditioning. That's true. And then when you get to 40, it's all downhill. <laughs> You're just fucked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, this is like a weird... I mean, this is truly weird. I had no idea. How in the fuck? I had no idea. I mean, there's a lot of weird, bizarre things that you may read on a tombstone. Like, Johnny died from a bird that, like, like, flew down and hit him in the head. But, like, this is one of those instances where it's like, you can, you just never know. You, like, you don't know when you're going to die. And it might be the most ludicrous fucking thing. That you would never expect to fucking kill you. Yep. And in this instance, it was a goddamn whipped cream, <laughs> whipped cream canister. It has a whipped cream canister. Just malfunction. And it's that... Comp- so whipped cream is all like the way it... The way it... It's going to say ejaculates. <laughs> what other word is there? The way it dispenses is all by compressed air. Yeah. And those CO2. canisters, like the CO2. CO2 yeah. yeah, those canisters that they use, like those commercial canisters with the handles on them. What has been happening is they've been malfunctioning, and those parts collapse under the pressure of the canister, under the compression and pressure, and it blows everything up, and that's what causes harm. And this girl died by taking a fucking chunk of that to her chest and put her into cardiac arrest, and they just couldn't revive her. I'm calling conspiracy. (laughs) Conspiracy by whipped cream can? Yeah, man. Like, we don't know the type of relationship she's had with bad foods. She's, I mean, she's fitness. She could be struggling with it for a long like, time. There could have been some bad blood between her and fatty, creams fatty like, foods and sugars. You and this you used to be an advocate. And this, um, this uh, whipped cream canister decided to take actions into, into its own hands and take care of it. Yep, whipped cream canister is like no more your bullshit, beauty. Yeah, 
I'm representing. This game ends. I'm representing burgers and pizzas. <laughs> we're getting fucking. We're getting rid of your ass. <laughs> Fuck your fitness. This game's over. He al Qaeda'd her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He ISIS her. Yeah, ISIS her ass big time. Just came in, fucking terrorized that. Terrorized her. Game over. Yeah, BBC reported that she received medical attention but ultimately died of cardiac arrest. Her family warned fans not to buy the dispenser. Nah, no shit. shit. <laughs> From the French manufacturer. Hey, that's what we call this. Nah, shit. Nah, shit. <laughs> From the, it was a French manufacturer. So, yeah. Ha, uh, uh, just to understand, um, in, in the U.S., we make better The French are assholes. <laughs> we make better canisters <laughs> than you. French are assholes. Um, claiming there was thousands of faulty devices still being sold. And I would agree with that because you were talked about the guy that lost his eyeball. Multiple people, yeah. Cracked ribs, crap sternum, eyeball. Burger was popular on social media where she posted photos of her toned body and bikinis and shared tips on food and fitness. She also competed in fitness and beauty competitions all over the world. Um, she was pretty. That's fucking crazy, dude. And I'm looking at the photo of the bottle that was used. Yeah, the one that exploded. Before right? she died. It's like a big... It's, no, it literally shows the bottle like t- taken apart from her before she died. I mean, oh. it's a nice bottle. Uh, yeah, it's like the legit commercial ones, listen, right? You buy a French manufacturer that's like buying Taiwan. So, <laughs> <laughs> God it's all garbage. Frenchies. It's all fucking garbage. Garbage. You do one thing good, French. Yeah. And that's make wine. But, dude, that's fucking crazy. And crepes. Yeah, that's nuts, man. I, I feel it's weird because it's... I could die from this microphone right now. What are we calling this? Nah, shit. Nah, oh, shit. <laughs> That's the new segment. Oh, shit. I could literally somehow sit here on this microphone and this thing's going to go down maybe, my throat. Or maybe get electrocuted. It or it's electrocuted. like Final Destination type shit. Yeah, it really is. It's like, like we, now, shit. now we got to take her story and a couple others of like weird accidents that happen and make Final Destination Like 12. was she on a plane that like should have crashed but she had like some premonition that like she and whipped cream canister was the end (laughs) (laughs) and death just loomed over it's like i'm gonna fucking kill you with a goddamn whipped cream canister and she does everything and right in her life and then the then fucking fate looks at the whipped cream canister (laughs) and is like that's my end yeah that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna go down Poor girl. i feel bad she's absolutely gorgeous it's just a weird one of those what in the fuck how in the fuck Ah, shit, whatever you want to call it. We'll name this segment eventually. But The bottom line is if you work at a uh, cafe, lounge, or a Starbucks, or any popular joint that uses these canisters, I do advise to wear body armor. Duck and cover. <laughs> Maybe a military helmet if they can provide you one. Do you imagine people going into Starbucks now and you see someone spray that can and you just go, everybody down! <laughs> yeah, seriously. Everyone takes cover. <laughs> Girls just spritzing the top of your latte with whipped cream, and you're just yelling. Back to the subject of uh, no. Caitlyn Jenner and the the Marine guy who fell on a fucking. Oh grade. my god! Yeah. Next year's is going to be the same kind of lineup, but there's going to be a guy cream. who also looks like he's fucked up, like the Marine guy, but like literally jumped on a fucking. Cream. <laughs> oh, exploded whipped, whipped cream, cream canister, canister. Oh and saved god. a bunch of people. I could see that happening. Oh, God. Rest in peace, beautiful girl. That was um, a total tragedy. Um, And with that, uh, we thank everybody for listening. This has been a fun one. I I have to admit, I came into this 
pretty intoxicated, but it felt like I kept my composure. Once I actually go through and actually do post production on this, <laughs> I may think otherwise. Like, like Jesus Christ, Sorry. why is he slurring? <laughs> <laughs> I have to re-record it. But he couldn't put on a sentence the whole fucking. Oh podcast. my god! Like I feel like I sound great, but then you hear the post recording. Like Jesus. Question: Do you always feel like that though? Like. I know everybody has to feel this at some point, but you get really shit faced and you like end up having trying to have a like seriously good yeah, conversation with someone. You're overly thinking about am I articulating like the pronunciation? This well? You're like, am I normal right now? Yeah, but I think it's like important to like understand that you know politics is ruining everything. Yeah, and then you feel like you're having a really good you know political conversation and debate. You know what I'm saying? But they're so drunk too that they're just like, "Yeah, yeah man, man. <laughs> like you're so you're so right. You're totally right, man. It just <laughs> the whole thing, man. It just it's you know. Can I get you another beer? Yeah, yeah. But we're having like a really good conversation about life and everything, you know. But yeah, I like to have like another uh, like APA or something. All right. Yeah, man. All right. And then you sit there while you're waiting and you're like, did I talk clear enough? Yeah. Did I say things right? That's how I feel in this podcast. (laughs) The great thing is, is most of those conversations aren't ever being recorded. That's true. This one, I've got an hour and about 10 minutes to go through to make sure that everything's articulated just the way that I wanted. I imagine that if we did a fully intoxicated podcast that people would like shut it down after like five minutes. We we totally (laughs) should sometime. Like I, so can't, funny. I can't understand a fucking word they're saying. Oh, it would be hilarious <laughs> just to see. Post-production for me would be great. Uh, but with that, we always greatly appreciate everyone listening. And again, as I've alluded to in the beginning of the podcast, we're looking to do um, some sort of giveaway for the podcast. Um, probably announce the details in the next one. And then, of course, we'll hit it up with social media so everybody can see it. We always think, we thank everybody for listening. Um, you can get a hold of Chris on Instagram at Big Six Chris. You can get a hold of me. Here it comes, long winded. Um, at the underscore hot underscore ticket underscore. Wait, is that a hot t- underscore PC? <laughs> um, you'll fucking find me. I'm going to change Just my search for that I'm going to literally change my, my, my Big Six Chris and have it spelled out. So it's going to be big. Underscore <laughs> UN. The, frustra- the frustrating part is, is like, I'm not trying to make this difficult for anybody, but some other fucking cunt has the hot ticket. That's weird. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, how the fuck is that possible? So the only way I could really kind of like make it to where it was at least searchable and readable you know and why, easy though? access. Because it is kind of like uh, a tagline. It is. The, I get it. I was late to the game. I need to find out who it is and maybe just get it from like them even or something. on our podcast listings on like iTunes and things. There's there's titles of podcasts called the Hot, hot ticket. ticket. Yeah. Now the podcast isn't called the Hot Ticket, but and just titles. The titles are. Yeah, yeah, we're the only Hot Ticket podcast. Yeah. Let's be real. The only. So um, please, as always, um, most important to us, rate and review on iTunes. That helps us out immensely. It keeps this thing going. Keeps us engaged. Keeps us buying equipment and kind of. Re-energizing yeah. the whole thing. So. Thank you so much for everyone's generous donations in our time of need. My child was able to eat a decent meal. Yeah, spaghetti last week from your contributions and white bread, <laughs> ramens and MREs. Basically, just ramen for people noodles. who know what MREs are. High sodium content. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't say he was healthy. No one healthy, but he was full. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, again. We have so much fun doing these, and thanks for everybody who's listening. Um, until next time, enjoy it. We'll be back with you in roughly a week or so. You'll probably hear this in the next few days. Um, if you need to get a hold of us again, Chris at Big Six, Chris on Instagram. Um, you can almost also email us at hello at bigsixtobacco.co. It's a really easy way of getting a hold of us, and we certainly welcome suggestions. Um, comments about the podcast and whatever content you guys want to uh, want us to talk about. So hit us up when you can. And with that, we're out.